when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe Hardman, a TV presenter, a radio broadcaster and a mummy to my beautiful 18-month-old daughter, Luna. And I'm Georgia Dayton. I work in marketing for House of Fraser and I am mum to a little cheeky boy, Axel, who's 19 months old. And together, we are made by mamas. Uh, So Georgia and I met in a coffee shop whilst we were both pregnant and living in Cheltenham at the time. And suddenly we kind of found ourselves moving from London, leaving all of our mates, knowing absolutely nobody up there and having our babies. And all I can say is thank God that we met that day. Indeed. (laughs) Uh, We spent the next year of motherhood drinking coffee, getting back into shape in the gym, or trying to anyway, uh, and getting through the odd bottle of wine as well, and launching our mummy blog, a place for expectant mums, new mummies, or seasoned pros to come and find out all the brands that we were loving, products that we can't live without and also for help, support, love and impartial, non-judgmental advice. So on this series, we'll be chatting to some of our favourite celebrity females about their experiences from being pregnant to the birth and the aftermath. We'll have a sleep expert give you all her insider tips on a peaceful night time, some much needed beauty tips and products for quick fixes for the busy mummy, baby classes and toys worth investing in, how to travel with a little one, you name it, we will cover it. I think it's time to get into it, shall we, G? Let's go. So this week's topic is classes and activities, something that any new mum will literally spend hours and hours and hours Googling, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) We're all looking for somewhere to go with our kids so that we're not stuck in the house. (laughs) All day long, drinking coffee alone. Um, No, I mean, if you've had a baby, um, you know how important it is to make that first step of getting out of the house and going and interacting with other people your own age and also great for the kids as well. So Georgia and I are big classes fans. We are. Yeah, we've done a lot we have yes any funny stories (laughs) yeah so one class that i took axel to in fact it was the first class that i took him to was babble babies now i mean it's amazing the concept sounds great each week is a different language you know you only talk in that language for that week that you know we sing songs in that language but when i got there i realized number one i can't speak that language what language it was a different language every week so you know we turn up and it'd be spanish I can't speak Spanish. So the teacher spoke in Spanish for the whole class. Axel can't even gurgle, let alone speak Spanish. <laughs> and we spent the whole class just like walking around the room singing songs. And then, you know, in Spanish or? In Spanish. And by week three, when we were on to Italian, I just thought to myself, no. I mean, what am I doing here, really? <laughs> Did you learn anything? No. no. I mean, I learned Sule pour d'Avignon on French week. Oh, great. <laughs> But that's all I took away from it. I didn't even make any friends. Yeah, I mean, we would just like to say now that some of the classes are great and some of them are a complete Not. disaster, but you do have to experience them. Yes, you do. And you loved monkey music. I mean, I really it? wanted, because I obviously love my music doing what I do. So I thought this would be perfect for Luna. So it was a monkey music up the road. So off we went. And... Um, Basically, Luna spent the entire class. She wasn't interested in the songs remotely. She was just going over to other babies, either headbutting them, <laughs> trying to kiss them, trying to kiss them. She was became obsessed with this guy. I know Axel will be jealous. How dare she? I know Axel. this little baby next was called Charlie, but but Charlie's mum was a bit like, <laughs> you know, when it gets a bit awkward, and it's like, just leave my child alone now. Can you just get your child away? <laughs> um, but yeah, she just and my mum took her once, and she was like, she's not really interested in the music so yeah that was a bit of a disaster we didn't make any mates either oh, so 
you are I mean you like classes still now so yeah. what are you doing at the moment so right now we are because we've just moved to Guildford so yeah. we're doing Busy Lizzie and I love the girls there um, the girl that set it up she's just she's another mumpreneur she's amazing she's done loads of stuff but she set up Busy Lizzie's um, and they do classes on the park as well so mummy and oh, me wow. fitness classes That's so you cool. can keep the bubbers in the prams and you can do whatever it is your boot camps they've got I haven't done one yet because obviously I'm heavily pregnant and just walking down the stairs hurts um and we're doing mini movers on a tuesday morning oh that sounds good so that's like a dance class and like luna comes back and she's like spinning around she's learnt head shoulders knees and toes oh that's cute loads of different songs it just kind of gets them moving interacting and you know attempting to dance but also taking instruction i think that's really important at the moment you know they're around a year and a half old and they're just starting to understand you so this you know now when we take them to classes you actually feel like they're learning something or at least (laughs) learning to take a bit of instruction I'm still having to apologise for her because at some point during the class she just runs over and steals food from other people's hands. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, my child is eating Well, your she's snacks. got confidence. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> what about you? What are you doing? So at the moment we're doing Little Kickers, which is football classes, um, which, I mean, it's hilarious. I sit and watch. My husband takes it, you know, takes Axel. Because your husband and is a footballer. He player. is, yes. Yeah, so he takes it pretty serious. Um, so I'll sit and watch and I am li- I have tears tears rolling down my face it's so funny I feel so sorry for the coaches it's basically like trying to teach a load of zoo animals <laughs> football because they're all running off they're going into the next class there's a gymnastics class on next door they're running through the curtain into there and then I look at Axel and Axel is like doing everything that he's supposed to because James has stood next to him making sure oh, <laughs> that he is Axel. but do you know what it's really nice you know coach blows the whistle yeah. and they all go and sit by the wall and you know the majority of them do which is incredible you know 18 months to three years I think they are yeah. so that's really good and then we're also doing swimming which we both love yeah we actually did our first swimming class together we didn't we We did yeah and we could take the kids from 12 weeks old was it yeah it was swimming? pretty young yeah. yeah definitely yeah and then we we didn't know georgia and i were re- we were like hashtag pathetic mums because we didn't know any of the nursery rhymes do you no. remember yeah the instructor was like right now we're gonna put them on the side and we're gonna sing humpty dumpty and georgia and i looked at each other and went humpty dumpty <laughs> grateful what I mean we just did not know I didn't know any of them no so then I actually got a CD for my car oh, god I remember that car journey where you made me listen to all those bloody nursery yeah, rhymes yeah I mean and now I know all of them so I won't be caught out again <laughs> but you take Axel every Saturday don't you I do. how is he swimming I mean, it's good. He's very confident in the water. Is I mean, he? he definitely can't swim. Yeah. But, you know, he's not upset if he goes under or anything like that, which is the important thing, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's about them not panicking. And I mean, what age do they learn to swim? I'm not sure. Mm. I took, having given Luna a break, not on purpose, for three months, it was just my fault. Um, I then took her to a new swimming pool and I said to the instructor, I said, you don't need to worry about Luna. She is amazing in the water. Really smug. I mean... I really needed to shut up. I needed you there to hit me and I was going, she can go underwater. She jumps in off the side because I'd seen her do that before. Uh, when I say she cried for half an hour, she screamed the entire... And I was like going, shh, 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 shh. And I was like, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on here. I mean, it fell apart. And since then, we've sort of having to be slowly building up her confidence again so she used to be amazing in it when she was tiny but then yeah she did if you give them a break from the water the fear comes in so my my advice is keep them swimming week after week after week yeah it is consistency with swimming and it's quite a nice thing i mean it is a bit of a ball ache isn't it getting there bringing all the stuff but then once you get in it's lovely they love it yeah it's a good one do you do you completely wet axel's head in the bath every night yes do you i mean he does that himself he wets the whole bathroom and and me and my clothes and everything. I have to like stand away. Oh God, that's the difference. You're really, that's the difference between boys and girls. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we've pretty much tried every kind of class under the sun and we I think have. I think it is trial, trial and error and you know our, both of our advice is when you've had a new baby just get online just google lo- local clubs and activities in your area and just try them out because it is a fantastic way to meet friends and also just great to watch the kids play with each other we love it 
And we're really excited today because we've managed to grab um, none other than Maggie Bolger, who basically is the founder and uh, the heart and soul behind Maggie and Rose, which is a private members club for kids in London. Um, She says, well, I say private members club loosely because actually it's just a place for people to come and kind of chat and communicate and not have to drink coffee out of a plastic cup. (laughs) (laughs) She's like a wealth of knowledge when it comes to classes and activities. So uh, let's get into it. So this is really exciting. As you know, when you become a mum, finding not only kind of network of other like-minded mums becomes totally essential, right? Totally it's so essential. so hard as well. Um, but also finding the right classes for your little ones to take part in. So they soon become the structure of your week as well, all those classes that you have to go to to drink coffee and chat to your girlfriends. Uh, that's why we wanted to get an absolute guru in classes and activities for kids to come in and have a little chat with us today. Uh, and who more qualified than Maggie Bulger, co-founder of International Private Members, club maggie and rose hello we're so excited hello. to have you on yeah Thank we you really for are me. how are you good yeah yeah feeling Ex- good excited to be here first time podcasting there you go we've taken her bubble <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say virginity but she's got four kids so that's not gonna work <laughs> um so tell us exactly what maggie and rose is so maggie and rose is called a private members club um for families be, um, but basically it started as me with three kids traipsing the streets going to lots of church halls that were damp and dusty and classes with out of work actresses that were a bit hungover singing Baba Black Sheep <laughs> and Baba Rainbow Sheep now oh god okay yeah um, yeah so out of touch um, and so I just kind of went from one to the other having been a member of Soho House having quite a great private life and fun beforehand and then having kids and expecting that actually we didn't change so therefore why would the thing the places that we went to um so we just decided that we would create a place that you could come and hang out and do great classes meet friends for coffee but the design was not going to give you a headache um and keep it private as in it's a membership base so we could build a community where people could really connect and meet friends rather than having a public space where you never knew who was kind of coming day to day yeah i mean zoe and i always say this you know it's lovely to go to these baby you know friendly places but why does that then mean you get your coffee in a polystyrene cup and why does that mean you suddenly want to eat cheese toasties i mean i haven't eaten a cheese toasty since i was in sixth form <laughs> <laughs> it's not i mean it's not there too are whole much books about cheese toasties now <laughs> <laughs> it's not too much to ask is it you yeah. just want a bit of both yeah if that's all right yeah and i think that's exactly what I was feeling at the time and I was like there's got to be more people out there like me when we first launched it obviously no one was doing it and they were like a what a private member what what are you doing oh never work it'll never work um but actually 10 years later turns out it worked was this because you spent a lot of your time hanging out at Soho House because I've been I've been to your (laughs) club in Chiswick and it had a real feel to it of the Soho House group yeah I mean I'm I can't really remember a lot of the time I spent at Soho House because I was probably quite <laughs> inebriated most of the times. But the whole point of Soho House was that, A, you went and it was it didn't feel pretentious. You kind of went in and almost could, you know, kick your feet up and relax. And so when, we, you know, when you have kids, you'd go into restaurants and you'd be like, oh, my God, don't touch anything, don't cry yeah. because people are going to look at me. And, they, and you could get, see people tut-tutting you. And so the whole thing with the design ethos was it has to feel like a home from home. You get up in the morning, you're at home all day and you want to get out, but you also want someone somewhere familiar, but you want to interact with other people that aren't mm. your two-year-old or your four-year-old who are driving you crazy. And so it was that that kind of ethos that we went with which was I got married at Babington and that's like a family home and it was kind of and I'm also from New Zealand so it was the only thing I knew of London was kind of basically so house and it worked super well so you know we just went with why can't we have a place and obviously so house you just don't want kids around no they don't and we understand that yeah and I don't want them around when I'm there because that's my me time that's my I'm going to pretend I'm not a mom and actually you know have a life and I'm not tired and I can still drink the way that I used to. You also want to go somewhere where the staff are not being really judgy. So I had a, a really weird experience last week where I was with my stepdaughter Isla and my daughter um, and my daughter Luna, so f- four years old and 18 months old. They were playing, we were in Pizza Express. I mean, this was not a fancy restaurant. <laughs> we were playing balloon, you know, hit balloon, keep balloon up. There was nobody else in the restaurant and the waiter came storming past and went, there's someone at the door, this is a restaurant. And I thought... There's like three people in here. <laughs> you know, we're playing like keep keepy uppies with the balloon. Like, just yeah, chill no your one's boots. gonna get hurt with a balloon, yeah. are they? It was so judgy, and I felt really embarrassed. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, girls, sit down, sit down. And I thought, no, they're just having fun. I've been to your Chiswick Club, and it's literally like, wow, like let's do what we want with the kids. They can charge around. Yeah, and if your kid's having a tantrum, no one looks at you. 
accusingly they're like oh don't worry love been there done that yeah you know and so it's a little bit more of a community as i said because you're all going through the same thing and i think you know one of the great things um about both clubs and kensington in particular when we were everything like we were the cleaner and the manager and the teachers and everything and i was a li- i was much more involved with the day-to-day members there now which is a sad thing when the business grows because you're not so in touch with it but i remember you know we used to have people come into our office and just hand us a baby in tears going through postnatal depression and you know we've got these lovely messages of kind of we wouldn't have got through this without you and we connected people and a little like the nct group in some instances they've made their friends whether their kids the kids have made friends but also the mums made friends and you know i came from new zealand i had my first kid at 22 all my friends were out clubbing and they were like mm. muppet what are you doing nobody nobody <laughs> i didn't really have a network and so as i said traipsing the streets sad lonely maggie with her little two-year-old and three-year-old just going oh my god surely there's somewhere you know that we can hang out in so it was basically out of pure desperate selfish need that we created it well i'm so glad you did because it's amazing what age should we start taking our kids to classes because i don't know about you georgia but i feel this unbelievable pressure every single day to fill up luna's day with you know we're going to you know gymtasia (laughs) (laughs) we're going to monkey music or we've always got something to do yeah zoe is actually amazing at this i mean i speak to her every day and she's like oh Luna's off to gymnastics (laughs) and I'm like oh gosh Axel's sitting at home with the same toy again oh I think I need to get him out and doing a bit more so yeah what you know what age should we start doing the classes and what ones are good ones I don't think that there's a specific age that children have to do classes I think it depends on us as mothers and so I'm really bad at being stuck at home and I get bored really easily so I like to be out quite a lot so but you know six month olds don't necessarily benefit from classes so much but that's more a personal interaction thing for me to get out and do stuff and there is also a lot to be said for children need to learn to be bored in this day and age as well so being at home and giving them some cardboard boxes there's nothing wrong with that either so I think it's just finding the right balance between what you as a mother want and you know what you want your day to look like and how much you can tolerate at home versus going out or how much you can tolerate running around the place as well because obviously once I had more than one child trying to get them all to all different places was a bloody nightmare Mm. so one did every class under the sun which was our research for Maggie and Rose two did a few three basically I don't even remember going to a class with her but she came to mine at Maggie and Rose and I taught her and her friends my fourth child, I don't, I, I don't, unless he went to Maggie and Rose with my mum, I actually don't know what classes he did. He's so <laughs> neglected. He's totally neglected. <laughs> fourth child. What did your research show when you were, when you were going, you know, to classes? So what's the kind of ethos at Maggie and Rose for the, you know, activities and interaction and stuff? What do they do there? So the way that we designed the classes was we didn't want to dumb them down for the children because I think a lot of the classes were, I call them happy clappy kind of, hey. And head, shoulders, yeah. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> kind of a little bit patronising to the adults. So we also wanted it to be a bit cool. So in the music classes, we do head, shoulders, and knees and toes because it's very important. But we also mix it up with Coldplay or you know something else. Wow. So you, if you're having a dance off, it's not necessarily just the nursery rhymes all the time. And then for the art classes, we do I Spy Art and we use um, inspiration from artists. And so you've got mums coming and going, oh my god, I haven't been to an exhibition in ages. I might go to the Tate this week. So instead of it just being you know, traditional kiddified stuff. Yeah. We actually mix the real world in and so it becomes interesting for the parent and the carer or the adult as well as the child. Um, and then well, our big thing is about making mess because actually kids don't are not allowed to make mess anymore and we don't want them to make a mess in our house. So we have like a Jackson Pollock workshop, which is one of our most famous ones because you wrap the whole place in plastic, you strip the kids off, they come in and they basically throw paint. Amazing. Um, and it is wow. awesome. And, you know, the da- and that's where we get a lot of dads involved and, you know, they're the ones that they want to come to because you just don't do that. You would never, and I've done it in my house, trust me, and the floorboards still have Jackson Pollock-esque kind of stuff on them. So, uh, and then the cooking classes are about family eating. So it was about, I had, you know, three kids and trying to cook them. I'm not going to mention the name of the cookbook, which is so archaic, but it was like really stressful, loads of ingredients, separate to the rest of the family. And I was going, well, no wonder they don't want to eat anything because actually it's bloody bland and boring. So I was more like, why are we having kids meals? Why are we dumbing stuff down? Let's just, they should be eating what we eat and let's be sensible with the, the level of salts and, and the flavours but actually it should be a one size fits all yeah and then we, we developed that into the cooking classes because actually when you deconstruct food and children are aware of the process and what goes into it they tend to psychologically just want to eat because it's play and it's peer led and it's something that they've got some pride in putting together so we can get kids to eat feta, feta beetroot spinach all kinds of random things that people are like, oh my god my child will never eat that I'm that person oh my god my child will never <laughs> eat that well, actually when they when you let them do it and and you know their brains develop in a certain way and they're really inquisitive and so when you take out 
the element of just eat this and you don't know what it is to why don't we put this together and again as a mum never in a million years will you do that in your kitchen because the time it takes to separate all the ingredients cut them up understand and everything so we do it that way in the classes so it's super interactive but the recipes are family recipes so you can take the recipe card home and cook it at home for dad and it gives you ideas. A lot of nannies as well come to the cooking class because they're like, oh, God, I'm so bored of cooking pasta every night. So it's just something new. So, again, it wasn't just bit cupcake decorating and kind of looking at things that kids would appeal to kids. It's more let's just look at diverse. And so we do like ABC cook with me. So each week's a different letter of the alphabet and the food are, the food's related to that. Or we do around the world. So it's different countries and different cultures. And I guess it takes the pressure off them as well because Axel's actually a really good eater. Yeah. Luna can be very temperamental. One day she'll absolutely smash through what I, what I cook for her. And the other day it's just on the floor. And I find myself, as I watch her, you know, re- reaching, I'm, I'm looking at, is she going to put it in her mouth? And then she looks at me like, stop staring at me. Yeah. I'm just trying to have my meal. Yeah. Stop annoying me. This is like every parent out there is nodding because that's what you do but I guess if they're involved in a cookery class and it's kind of just them exploring the colours and the textures yeah. and the taste and stuff don't get me wrong sense. a lot of it ends up on the floor and thrown across the room and which is know. fine when it's not in your house exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you're a new mum your baby's like 12 weeks old you're ready to get out and about and meet somebody what classes do you take them to you know not everyone lives in London what you know where do we go do we go to tumble tots you know what what are we going to I think at 12 weeks old it is dependent on you as a mother as well some are a bit too nervous to take them out at 12 weeks old um but that's like baby massage you know that's the introductory kind of young classes and there used to be this amazing thing called baby spa um which I took number three three and four two I think it was um which is like a lovely little swimming kind of class with baby massage and things like that but I think once they get to six months you can kind of do the baby musics and the tumble tots and stuff because that's when they're arching their back and they're kind of getting ready to move a bit but I think it just depends on what's in your local area as well and what you what you can find like, yeah we just have a cafe with mobile baskets so when they're 12 weeks old you can get out and meet a girlfriend and have a coffee yeah which sometimes is even more important than actually putting your child for a class because you just need yourself just to actually download and have a bit of a chat about the fact that you haven't slept and your boobs hurt and all that kind of stuff they are essential though really not in terms of i don't think baby's development if i'm being honest but i actually think for you as a mum yeah to be able to company have some, even if it's once a week you know that 11 o'clock on a tuesday you've got your music class to go to and you know you're going to see your mate claire and you're going to you know bitch about the fact that you haven't had any sleep I, I really feel like that kept me going well yeah. and Georgia and, and obviously my husband um, <laughs> but Georgia more importantly um, in the first kind of six months of being a mum actually was yeah. just having stuff in the diary that I knew the routine I the routine to get out of the house as yeah. well because yeah. there were days where you're just like oh boobs are leaking feel like shit actually I'm just going to stay in my pyjamas all day so those things are exactly right make you go you know what today of all days I'm going to wash my face and put some great clothes on and go out and meet somebody yeah yeah i mean yeah. zoe and i spent you know the first six months in the cafe of the gym i mean we did used to go to the gym most days but it was mostly just to chat yeah and we had an amazing crash and the ladies in there were unbelievable you know yeah. sometimes we'd be you know chatting having a coffee after and axel or luna would be crying and they'd come out and they'd be like oh let me take him or let me take her and it was just it was just amazing um and you know building that network as well of mums yeah. is just so important I don't think I realised how important it was um, until after I'd obviously had Axel. Yeah, and I think it's really important as well that um, women do do stuff that makes them feel good and reminds them about the life outside of kids because I think there's a lot of pressure on us to schedule our children and to be these amazing mums and to be these amazing wives and to be everything but actually it's bloody hard work and we're not allowed to be selfish and so I think a lot of the times at the moment when I get people feeling guilty about stuff it's like you know what it's okay it's okay to be selfish because you have a small child it's okay to put them in a crash and go and do a yoga class because at the end of that yoga class you are going to feel a hundred times better and you will be a better mum for it because you're not going to be teary-eyed and stressed and you know not and so and I think clock watching till bedtime yeah yeah you know, it takes it away doesn't yeah. it you press the reset button you've actually got something outside of it yeah I think if we can if we can and I can probably say this a little bit easier because I'm at child number four who raised himself and is a little <laughs> feral um but you know it is it is take a break like don't be so tough on ourselves I think and, and understand that you can have a life and not commit 24 7 to these little mini beings that consume us yeah that's a really good piece of advice actually and that, and, and 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 i think we've done that quite well yeah we, we have yeah i found it quite tough at the beginning i mean i don't know i don't know if, if you did but i found it very hard to leave luna at the very mm-hmm. early stages i remember going to work four months doing it presenting a radio show and 
I cried the entire journey there and I cried the entire journey back so I was just desperate to get back to her but as I did it more often it just got easier and I think it's really important to be able to separate you know not the I don't like using the old you version you know that that phrase but you've got to have something for you yeah you know and I think it's important for a relationship as well you know if your husband comes home after a day at work and all you're doing is talking about dirty nappies and everything it kind of gets bless them you know a little bit monotonous and actually if you've done something for yourself and you come home and you can re-engage with something that's outside of you don't want your relationship to be consumed by babydom as well so it's important that you you retain your old you and remember who you are and do things to remember that because I've had so many mums which breaks my heart who've lost their confidence totally you know after being at home for four or five years because they've done that amazing stay-at-home mum thing they've committed and they've done every bloody school run and they've done every you know committee meeting but they forgot you know about themselves and so that's when they you know come to the point where the kids are at school and they were amazing beforehand, amazing careers, amazing everything. But their, their their confidence in themselves is just so kind of lost because they didn't take that time in the mm. early stages to. And even if you know, I'm kind of say, even if it's just a project, and it's like, well, if it doesn't make any money, then and it's like it's not about you know, it's it's got to be just something that's for you, whether it's a bit of charity work or a project or a class or a course. Just always remember to take some time out you know during that week and just do something purely selfish yeah for yourselves yeah, yeah. and I guess you know going to classes you're going to meet like-minded mums who will want to chat about that kind of stuff yeah. I mean it's how Zoe and I met in the cafe at, you know in Cheltenham and we you know we both moved from London and we then we had each other and we got to chat about normal stuff with each other and not just baby stuff which is so important yeah um, my mum always says that you only need one soulmate when you have a baby yeah and then you're set yeah because if you could just meet up with that person daily or every other day and just de- defunk and get away from all the carnage at home. It's oh, it's a lifesaver. <laughs> it was. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Um, let's talk, if it's a financial issue for you and you can't afford to do all these classes, which, you know, they are quite expensive. Yeah. And, you know, what do we do at home to entertain our children? What are, what are good activities to kind of stimulate the kids? Uh, gobble boxes and pots and pans. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, I don't know how many bits of toys or kit we've all bought and gone jesus christ they've just emptied it and played with the box um the biggest thing that ollie loves at the moment is junk modeling and actually it doesn't really you know when they get to kind of 18 months two years and they can actually interact better it doesn't really matter what you do as long as you're doing it with them at their level so there's a lot of pressure on oh my god i have to have all this kit and i've got to do this stuff but actually good old-fashioned flour and water making some glue with some newspaper and doing old school paper mache is more for as long as you can deal with the mess which I mean on Saturday morning my son made slime in my bathroom with my toothpaste and my all my shampoo great and took the flour <laughs> from this, the kitchen downstairs and it clogged up the drains but you know apparently I inspire creativity and it was my own fault 
You do. That was that was my that was my rebuttal from my children when I yelled about the myths in my bathroom. Oh my god, you've just got to let go, haven't you? You, you have. Do. I know. Don't. You do. <laughs> the videos do. that you post on Instagram where Axel's got your lipstick and he's just on the floor with it, just oh going my like goodness, this. Or don't. Luna draws on the cupboards with pens, and I just have to go. It'll come off. I yeah. hope. You can't be precious when you've no. got kids. You de- really, really can't. We had um, a, one of our followers on Instagram send us a message, and she said that when she was younger, her mum used to cover her in shaving foam and let her go out in the garden and play and Zoe and I were like what this is the weirdest message we've ever received she used to slide on the table into the flower beds covered in shaving foam and it would be like uh, something out of you know some sort of adventure programme on the telly and she would just slide across it and she was like that's how I used to be entertained when I was a kid that's yeah. amazing I mean also, we have fairy liquid on a bit of plastic tarpaulin in the garden that we chuck them down but shaving I'm going to try shaving, shaving foam. foam or spaghetti in the bath that was the other thing that someone said to it's us it's a lot of spaghetti yeah sit in the bath and with a load of spaghetti and you know they get to squidge it and I don't know what you know what spaghetti in the bath. <laughs> yeah they do it's the sense the is it sensory I mean, I've, we've done sensory trees with that, but a bath, that's a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> Jesus. What a waste. <laughs> you can't really eat it afterwards either. <laughs> Reduce, reuse, recycle. I don't think that works with that one. Do you think it's important? We, we just touched on letting go, I guess, you know, because there's, there's so much control that you probably have in your life as a single person. And then when you have this little thing come along it, it doesn't know what it's doing and I think I, I, I really try and focus on not saying to Luna oh no no, no don't do that oh g- 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 put that down oh god you know because it's just this constant nagging mm-hmm. don't do this don't do that don't draw on that you know how important is it to just go look there's mess get on with it I think if you don't you'll go insane like you just have to deal with the fact don't worry about painting your house for two years just let them draw on the walls and just get over it. You know, your, your place is not going to look like the, you know, like living, etc. Just get over it and let them do it. And then, you know, I mean, I've got my daughter's going to university in September. So I'm on the other side where my heart literally broke when she was like, oh. this is the one for me and started to plan her flat. And it actually happens quite quickly. So I think it's really important to let it go and enjoy it as hard as it sounds when they're super young. And I'm on the other side of that. Um and I think also telling kids no a lot. And I think we're getting worse and worse with that. Yeah. It's probably not the right, you know, it's just, as you say, we, we end up nagging. And I, you know, yell. I never used to yell before I had kids. And I've got to the point where I'm like, they don't listen to me unless I yell. And then I just go, oh, Jesus Christ, you know what? I'm just not going to bother anymore. Mm. I'm just going to let them do it and see mm. what happens. And eventually they come around. Sometimes it's an attention thing as well, isn't it? I find Axel knows if he's doing something naughty. And if I, like, go over and give him the attention, he just carries on doing it. Whereas if I ignore him, he's, you know, he stops. Yeah. He looks around and sees that I'm not looking things. Oh, OK, well, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me draw in red lipstick on Mummy's white trousers. That might get her attention. I'm not going to look. Uh. <laughs> it, is, it is that patience thing of how long you can take it because they 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 can outdo us they can take they can go longer than us and <laughs> i've tried can. this you sit there and you're like five more minutes he'll 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 crack he'll crack but they no. don't they're unbelievable aren't Give they me just, a glass of wine I'm just yeah. gonna <laughs> i'll have the bottle thanks very much yeah. um essential pieces of kit at home you know if you're not one to go out and do classes for whatever reason what do you need to have stocked up in the playroom or in the cupboard to keep kids and so you mentioned cardboard boxes but what do you think about paints and uh, I've always been an arty person with the kids, so always about drawing and painting. So I definitely think paints and Play-Doh. Um, and also just got to the point of making our own Play-Dohs now as well. So just with lots of oils and... You, you make b- your own Play-Doh? Yeah, we do in the club as well. It's amazing because the normal... Ironically, the normal Play-Doh, a lot of people are allergic to. <laughs> of course. So, so we do, um, and that's awesome. It's just oil, flour, different essential oils, different colours, which the kids can make and do, and then you can throw it away and stuff. But definitely arty stuff. And actually, I am a massive fan of Lego. So Duplo, you know, when they're younger and then as it gets older, because I'm not, I'm really, really strict on screen time and iPads and stuff. And I always have been. Yeah. So I'm very much about building and and doing things with your hands and interacting rather than than screen time. Um, Screen time. Let's talk about the (laughs) saviour. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a place for it, isn't there? You know, if you're going out to a restaurant, one of the restaurants that doesn't like loud children (laughs) and you know you just want to yeah you just want to have a meal with your husband sometimes peppa pig 
Paw Patrol yeah. on the iPad. Ben it just goes a long way. Yeah. Ben and Holly. <laughs> Love Ben and Holly. Time. When you say you're strict on screen time, what do you what do you talk you, you restrict it to certain hours in the day? Yeah. So my and I mean obviously I'm I think I'm kinda old school in terms of the gener- my kids' generation they didn't have as much mm. um imp- they didn't have as much screen time. And actually we feel a little bit archaic because my kids are like, Yeah, we didn't have screen time to Ollie, their younger brother. You know, we we played outside, we did all this. Yeah, thing. I like, say that too. Because he's like, Where's the, I called him the other day with Siri, um, with the iPad, and he was talking to Siri, and he was asking Siri for the password. Siri, what's the password for this iPad? Because <laughs> we locked him out of genius. it. That is genius. Just in the corner, and then she was like, I'm really sorry, I can't give you that. And he was like, hmm. please, can I play this game? And she was like, I'm really sorry, you don't have access to this iPad or whatever. <laughs> That is hilarious. He's an evil genius. He is an evil genius. It's a little scary. Um, But yeah, they don't watch TV during the week, which is easy for me to say now because they're at school. So obviously when they were toddlers, it's a little different. But that does have its repercussions because six o'clock on Saturday morning, he is like down the stairs before anybody and just on and watching it. And you can't get him to speak and you have to kind of pull him away from it. I love that you've done this. So why, why have you done that? Because they, well, once they get to school, it's quite busy by the time they get home. And I'd rather them interact. And they fight like cats and dogs, but I'd rather them be interacting with each other than a television. And it's super easy to get into the habit of just plonking them in front of the TV. But they should be setting the table and they should be, you know, they should be helping do the dinner. And even Oles has always stood next to me on the, you know, with his own bowl of flour or something. And he makes a mess and all the rest of it. But I've tried to do that. Um, And obviously, generationally, you know, he gets introduced to games now, which I didn't even know about. I was like, how the hell do you even know about that? And so I hide the iPad and we do limit it. Um, But as you say, it comes out, you know, if you're in a restaurant, you're in a meeting, you're on a plane, there is no substitute for it. Yeah, Um, there's a time and a place for it, isn't there? How much does Axel watch? Well, we normally let him watch something while he's having his breakfast in the morning or like in the morning, you know, just so you can have a cup of tea or like get ready or whatever. Um, And then I guess, yeah, it depends. Depends what we're doing throughout the day. If we're out, then nothing, unless I'm shopping or something. And, you know, he's kicking off in the pram. I think, oh, please, just let me walk around Topshop. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I really need another top from Topshop. Um, You know, doing the supermarket shop or whatever. And you just just need that, like, guaranteed Mm. behaviour that's going to be all right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it it really varies. I'm not worried about it. I am. <laughs> I am worried about it. I feel guilty when I hand her my phone to watch Peppa Pig on in the mornings, but because she wakes up so early, the scenes in our bedroom are literally like, do you want to watch Peppa? And she goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I hand her my phone and then we get an extra hour of snoozing because she's just into Peppa. So oh, I feel, I mean, I do feel like hashtag bad mum, but oh, I think it's sleep. needs. I think it's needs must. And yeah. as I said, you know, when they're young you do what you can yeah uh, to get extra sleep but as they get older they're not waking up as early and they're a little bit more self-sufficient self-sufficient with with being able to entertain themselves and i think that's when it's important it's like a dummy you know you get rid of a dummy at a certain point because they become uh, too used to it but you need it when they're young so you can sleep and shut them up on an airplane but i think with screen time it's important for us as parents to understand when they get older to to not to then give them the Lego and then teach them to entertain themselves because there's a real trend at the moment for children who don't who I say they're bored all the time because they don't know how to amuse themselves and psychologically actually there's a lot of research coming out that they're getting to this is there's an increase in ADHD and all these kinds of things because children actually don't know how to almost self-regulate mm. you know we've given them screen time and it's part of our world and it's part of our generation and we have to deal with it because it's where we're going but if you can limit, you know, as I said, as they get older, it's not when they're toddlers and they can't, you can't reason with them. But, you know, when they're getting to four or five and they're starting school and stuff, that's the time to kind of, you know, bring it back. And it will be like, in my day, it was dummies that we had to do go through the fairies mm. coming and you're going to do this and you go through all that. But in this generation, actually, it's going to be the screen time. Like, we will use it because we have to. Needs must when they're young enough. But triggering the triggering the switch when they're old enough to teach them to play on their own with toys or with people I think is the challenge that this I'll generation needs to face. Yeah. When that time comes, I'm calling you, Maggie. Do you know what? I think it gives 
both Georgia and I the most pleasure when we look over at our children and we see them playing on their own. Yeah. You know, if I see Luna doing some drawing or putting some stickers on something or if Axel charging around with his fire engine or whatever, it's yeah. they're, they're learning to interact yeah. on their own and it's it's oh, it's, be- it's actually a really beautiful sight, isn't it? It is. It's lovely. I mean, I, I always look at Axel just playing on his own. I, th- I sort of think, what are you thinking? What are you doing? It is so nice and it's so nice as well when you're at home and you can actually get on and do stuff and they're happy playing rather than sitting watching you know something on the tv that you feel guilty about yeah and they love exploring cupboards and emptying them and tipping stuff out and you know all of that kind of stuff which i mean the amount of times that my kids did ridiculous things and good old doctors and nurses the amount of time you catch them with a mate doing doctors and nurses just go oh my god Actually, we haven't had that yet. You know, no. you'll, you'll come to that. You'll come to that. There was one time when Luna just basically jumped on Axel and just lay on top of him and was just kissing him, and Axel was like that. And then he went, oh, it looks like Luna. <laughs> Axel was crying. <laughs> but they have to do these things because that's part of growing up and understanding. You know, we are also wrapping our kids in cotton wool in this day and age in terms of the experiences that we had. There's this thing going around Facebook at the moment, you know, hands up if you lived in a world where there was no flat screens or whatever else and you're allowed to play outside till dust and da 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 and you know that's me yeah that's yeah. all of us yeah. I had that, we had that idyllic now it's an idyllic childhood I think we thought we were a little bit like you know well, it was just a, normal wasn't yeah. it yeah. <laughs> neglected yeah we were like just go outside to come back whenever you want now it's oh. like well you can't really go outside well, it's too bloody cold yeah it's <laughs> freezing <laughs> so you do some amazing children's parties at Maggie and Rose now this is a really difficult one you know when they're one or two what do you do with them just drink have <laughs> your mates over it's for you kids. isn't it it it's really is a one year old child does not give a shit what you're doing and they won't remember it you'll see a picture but you know honestly it's just about your mates so have them in your house have a drink get together connect have an afternoon tea but like you can put one-year-olds in, in a little area with some toys and they honestly, they don't need anything else. At best, give them a bubble machine and sing some nursery rhymes. A but bubble machine. That's they amazing. love bubbles, yeah. don't they? Just in a, but yeah, one. And even at two, and some, some of the parties that we do are quite OTT and you're just like, wow. But I think kind of three, four, um, they kind of get more into it and they think they've got memories. And then five, it's just all competitive syndrome where, well, I have a birthday party. Where's my friend? My friends are doing this. So yeah, she of, had a princess-themed one. Yeah, Mine is not. Exactly. So it, it's just, yeah, I think it's it's up to the individuals as well. But we had, you know, I had some amazing parties where I handmade a, a castle cake and it, I was up till three in the morning and a tarot fell off and I had to wedge it up with a knife and wrap the knife and icing the next day and swore I'd never do that again which I didn't oh my god the crazy shit we do when we're parents oh, I know don't seriously <sighs> what's your dream with Maggie and Rose my dream with Maggie and Rose um, so we have this hashtag everywhere needs a Maggie and Rose which we didn't start actually it was started by members of ours from Kensington that went home because we have a lot of expats and so I do think that actually in a lot of it, we would love to be everywhere where people need us because actually, you know, when you become a parent, you need a community and you need something that you gravitate towards where you can just get all the answers in one place. Google's wonderful. There's lots of online platforms and stuff, but actually I think there's a need for physical as well so to balance it. So ideally, we would like to be wherever we're needed and we have the different elements of nursery and club and classes and stuff. So. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Immediately I'm thinking Surrey, Surrey and Essex, (laughs) where Georgia and I live. Do you know what? That's the one fear that's entering my mind now as I approach motherhood again for the the second time is that I don't have Georgia or any other friends that live because we've just moved there. And I don't know what I'm going to do. There is a part of me that feels like I want to get on the Made by Mamas Instagram and just go, listen, I'm looking for a friend in the Surrey area who's just had a baby because I'm not doing any of the classes as in the NCT classes or anything this time around because I sort of feel, well, well, I've, I've done that. But that just leaves me alone it's that quite is, scary that's the problem with two and three and four is you don't do the classes because you've been there done that and got the t-shirt but actually that's where you make the friends so you might need to get back to the nct just, just do they do an friends. nct class for second babies they, they did yeah they do oh okay there we okay, go we need to check that out then. yeah, yeah. we are actually looking at um because we kind of we kind of start it when your baby's born and maybe like one actually 12 months old is when the club kind of kicks in but we've been asked to do the pre and postnatal stuff now as well because we've got second and third time mums exactly as you're saying that don't want to do the first time mum kind of classes um they're all spread out quite far and wide so um we're just looking but that's a lot more um 
work for us in terms of specialist fields and stuff so we're just researching at the moment to see okay. if we can amazing you know. and until then just look at sites in the guildford area yeah not a problem and the essex area yeah. <laughs> George, George, you're not having another baby you can come back when you you're know pregnant what? again i will have another baby when you open a maggie no, and rose in my it that area way around. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a promise it's a mm, it is a promise but i might have my fingers and legs crossed <laughs> under the table <laughs> so have you got any particular products or brands that you absolutely swear by live for essential essential so in the clubs um in terms of kids kind of crockery and family crockery instead of having plastic malamini kind of kiddie-fied stuff we use falcon enamel um because it's kind of muted and you can use it for kids and children and it's unbreakable um and that stuff lasts well and looks good. Um, in the clubs as well, our new favourite at the moment is Pony Cycle, which I believe Zoe, you love. Oh, I love yes. this. What's Pony Cycle? <laughs> so it's these little horses that the kids get on, and when they kind of move up and down, they actually move. So it's almost like riding wow. a horse. And we used to have a life-size one, um, which adults could get on, which went up and down the cafe. <laughs> oh, now you're my talking. Goodness. It caused all manner talking? of issues because it couldn't reverse. <laughs> <laughs> really heavy so they'd drive it into a wall and it would be stuck there and it was massive so these are a really good like present for you know it's really cool yeah not not on the cheap side but definitely worth kind of pushing the boat out if you want to spoil your kid with it with yeah something. great christmas present to unwrap from santa because it's like big and impactful so how much does it cost i don't know but they're on our website I deal with them in trade. I don't deal with them on retail. Yeah, you, you you can have a little look, and yeah. they're, they're on the Maggie and Rose website. But they are worth it. I mean, literally, the kids that we I went with the big group, and they spent their entire day just fighting other children with these horses so that they could gallop up and down. I mean, and it's brilliant. There is actually a white um, unicorn. Oh my god, I want that. Oh but wow! Obviously, obviously, that doesn't make it to the club floor because it would last all of five minutes <laughs> yeah, before it's kind of not white anymore. <laughs> um, that's one for home. Yeah, that's definitely one for home. Um, and then we've just um, actually I've just met an amazing um, new product that so we get a lot we get approached a lot which is great and especially by mums who are launching new products and so um, this mum who's an architect has launched this new thing called Doodle Bags which we're just about to put into the clubs and it's really cool because actually the eco credentials on it are amazing and we're trying to move to anti plastic and biodegradable and we're trying to get rid of our straws and all of our kind of um, paper cups and stuff that aren't eco so these are a little like pouches so they're like plastic pouches with a cap on it. And you can use them for paints or for like um, smoothies and stuff or baby food. And they've got these little attachments. So one could be a paintbrush and another one's a spoon, actually. So when you're out on mobile, you can make your own. You can zip it up instead of having the little plastic kind of yeah. containers. Goes in the dishwasher, um, breaks down into the environment really super fast. And such like a, such a clever product that you can't help but just want to support it because she's done her she's done her bit with a clever product. That's going to help the environment and change the way. Because I think, you know, if you look at the stats on pouches that are out there for big brands in terms of, um, you know, the smoothies that are out there at the moment, like they do not break down for years. They're like biodegradable nappies. So we also use Kit and Kin at the club. At I the love, oh, yeah, yeah. Kit we love and Kin. Kin. I obviously work with, with Emma at heart. She's one of the other presenters there. And, and when she said she was launching it, she said, can I send you a load of these products? And I was like, yeah, yeah, really keen to use them. And I swear Amazing. by them. I use the stretch mark oil. Obviously, now that I'm pregnant, we use the nappies, we use the wipes, the diaper bags. I mean, they are a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant company. They are. Yeah. They've kept- started selling them in my local pharmacy That's as well, going, which is I amazing. Ju- I think they just got them into Tesco's, which is incredible. Because yeah. I think the more accessible they are, the better. Exactly. And we, calcu- we calculated how many nappies we go through because we provide nappies to our members for free, but also in our nurseries. And we've got like 79 kids in the Chiswick nursery. So you can imagine the, 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 the landfill that we were contributing to. And so for the last few years, I've been battling with American companies because it was only American companies that actually had biodegradable nappies. And they were just a nightmare to get, you know, kind of in at any sort of price that was reasonable for a business. And actually then Kit and Ken launched and I was like, thank God. British brand, British brand, doing biodegradable. <laughs> Amazing. So they're yeah, they're kind of high on our list. If we are trying to do our bit now to become a lot more eco-friendly, but it, we need products as well that are, you know, that are helping us to do that because a lot of the products traditionally haven't been made. I mean, I get a load of our listeners are going to love that. Yeah, I'm going to check out the doodle bags as well. Yeah, me Super too. Expert. I can't so wait. Cool. 
so cool. We did, we were just discussing though because you use them for paints and you use them for food. So there's that kind of thing of mm, you might need to teach them different. Yeah, oh paint. yeah, of course. Yeah, don't, don't put the up. paint yeah. in your mouth. Well, most <laughs> of the paint, most of the paint we, paint we have tried and tested in terms of it doesn't taste that great and it takes a lot before you actually kind of get ill. So fine, that's alright. You'll yeah. catch them before it's dangerous. <laughs> and the dream with Maggie and Rose going forward. So we have our little hashtag, everywhere needs a Maggie and Rose. Um, and so we would love for everywhere that needs a Maggie and Rose to have one. Um, so we get approached a lot by people all around the world, especially mums, actually, which is really lovely. So most of our partners um, in our future clubs are actually mothers, which is amazing. We have four clubs opening in 12 months in four countries. We have amazing. one in uh, Islington in September. We have one in uh, Hangzhou in China in September. We have our second Hong Kong site opening in October. And we have our first Singapore site opening in November. Wow. <sighs> You're like super mum. <laughs> what about Essex? And Essex coming for 2019 <laughs> and Guildford 2019. To be confirmed. Fabulous. Um, good luck with it all. It's an absolute joy to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Maggie. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. How lovely was Maggie? She was so nice. Really, really great to chat to her. She's just creating an empire with Maggie and Rose. She is. I mean, I hope she keeps to her promise as well that she's going to open in Essex and Guildford. I hope you keep to your promise and you end up moving to Surrey <laughs> near me. Um, so as we do at the end of every single podcast, we kind of round up with our top five products that we're absolutely loving at the moment that are essential pieces of kit that you need to get. Uh, so for me, top of the list, squeeze and brush, right? They're from oh, a company called yes. Bolt. They're amazing. Yeah, you can get them on Amazon. They're about 11 quid. Yeah, they're great. You got me onto them. Yeah, they're brilliant, aren't they? So and they good. just wipe off any surfaces. So you don't have to worry about all the mess and staining and stuff. So, yeah, definitely get some of those. And another one for me is stickers. I mean, any stickers Axel absolutely loves. And they can keep him quiet for quite a long time as well. He's, you know, just sticking around and then you just peel them off. Yeah, yeah you've got a sticker really, book for him. We've, yeah, we've got sticker books. Or you can get them in those magazines, you know, the Peppa Pig magazine. I mean, they're like four quid and they have hardly any pages. But... But, you know, if, you, if you're in a rush and you see them on the side, you haven't got anything with you, grab one of those. The stickers in there are amazing. It's a great idea, actually, that. Um, we also absolutely love dance classes. So any local dance classes that you can kind of find um, and track down on Google, just get your kids in there because it really does, you know, just just get the musical from a really early age. Everyone loves dancing as Who well. doesn't love dancing? It's one of my favourite things to do. On the table, folks, very much. <laughs> um, another one for me is the Toddler Fun Learning app. So we spoke about screen time and how we try to limit it. So the Toddler Fun Learning app basically is educational games for them so they're learning abc one two three that kind of thing but you can also set a time so like 15 minutes you only want them on to be on it for 15 minutes and then they play a little goodbye song so then you're not the bad one taking away the ipad and then they kind of get to know that oh okay yeah time's up now that's fine that is a genius idea and that's something you can do in a restaurant if you've got to bring anything and you've only got the ipad there yes exactly we love that and then the final one is swimming which we're both huge fans of you know new mums probably from about 12 weeks on you can get your kids in the pool and you know what a great skill to have in life yeah and there's a swimming lesson everywhere there's water babies you know we did one at Virgin Active I'm at David Lloyd now doing one they're all great definitely top of the list there you go so that's it from us for this week. Another episode done. Uh, if you have liked what you've heard today, remember you can subscribe, rate and review our podcast. It's just a great way to get us out uh, in front of more ears, I guess. Uh, you can find all of the products that we've mentioned on today's episode on the website madebymummers.com. Uh, you can also get in touch with us anytime via my Instagram, Zoe Hardman, or via the Mummers Instagram, which is Made by Mummers. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.